Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Sunday evening, Monday morning. We're glad you've joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. Don't forget, this week at College Corner, and this is going to be going on all week long, guys. We've got a lot of great specials uh, happening around the store and they, they are, I'm telling you, you're going to be really pleased and really excited about what you can get this Christmas. Going on right now, uh, all week long, up until till Friday, I'm sorry, up until Thursday, 30% off all polos when you shop online. So just go to collegecornerstore.com, use polo as the coupon code, bam, 30% off. I went and took a look. They've got an incredible selection of great stuff. You want to give that a look. Great deals for Black Friday. In store only on Black Friday, 7 to 10 a.m., every piece of apparel is 50% off. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., 30% off. 2 p.m. to close, 20% off. So just be ready for that. And then we got some more stuff coming up. We'll talk about this a little bit later in the week, but we got some other specials uh, coming your way at College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Advantage Business Systems knows the year is winding down. You want 2021 to be your best year ever. You need to call Advantage Business Systems and give them a call and get them on your side and get them working for you. That's what they're going to do. They're going to make 2021 your most profitable year ever by upgrading your technology and making sure that everything in your business is working as it should, working for you. 46 years of experience, almost five decades working in the state of Mississippi. That's almost half as old as David Murray. Can you imagine? Coming today. Yeah. So call them today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com and find out how Advantage Business Systems can help your business do business. Before I get into Joel T. Coleman, before we really start the podcast up, I need to issue an apology. Uh, I went a little too far on Twitter Saturday night with uh, one of the users, uh, uh, Bulldog Recruiting. Went a little too far. I uh, got up in the heat of the moment there, a little angry, and so I wanted to issue an apology. Try to put that behind us and uh, just move forward from there. So my apologies, I'm sorry, and we will go forward from there. Joel T, we've been in the show now for just over, you know, a little bit over two years. If my math is right, we've done 33 podcasts after football games. We have asked you a simple question every time. You've delivered with great information every time, but never more than today. Buddy, I don't want to know. I need to know. Joel T. Coleman, what is causing all that? (laughs) You know, it's kind of fun because a lot of times, peek behind the curtain, Brian and I do this show and we've already spoken about the game to some degree, even if it's five, ten minutes before the show starts. We didn't say a word about it. Haven't really talked about it, yeah. Really at all. Yeah. And so here we go. Uh, 
what's causing all that, man. What you saw on Saturday night in Athens, Georgia, were 49 scholarship Bulldogs and a few walk-ons that played for their pride and for pride in their unit. I think it's pride. I think it's pure 49 guys plus the walk-ons that wanted to be Mississippi State Bulldogs and play for Mike Leach and play on this team and wear maroon and white and, and get after it. All the guys, this isn't a knock on them. Um, I mean, there have been guys leave this football program for other opportunities. Garrett Schrader, don't blame him a bit. He can be a star quarterback somewhere. Jalen Maiden, I mean, shoot, same thing. I mean, I th think he's got all the talent in the world. He, he could go somewhere and, and shine brightly. There are some guys on this team that, quite frankly, I think some people think they just, like Mike Leach ran them off. And, and, and some guys, look, they didn't follow the rules. So, see ya. You can't follow the rules. You can't play by Mike Leach's standards. Well, get out, and then you get the benefit of Mississippi State not saying it, but you were basically kicked off the team. Uh, you had guys opt out, some for good reasons, some for, you know, safe face reasons. You, you had any number of people that are now no longer a part of this team, and all that's out of the, thrown in the garbage can. And you got 49 guys on scholarship, and yeah, there's probably a few others that, because of COVID-19 protocols, they want to be Bulldogs too. They just couldn't on Saturday. That's just how it worked. Um, contact tracing, whatever. You know how this thing works at this point. Some guys injured, can't play. Get it. It's in a knock on those guys either. What you had was 49 guys. Man, it sounds so cliche to say, but cliches are cliches for a reason, that played for the Mississippi State on the front of the jersey instead of the name above the number on the back. And you had guys that wanted to play. And oh, by the way, in addition to all that, um, you had guys that improved and got better. I mean, color me shocked here, but you had a quarterback that looked like he had experience under his belt. It's kind of amazing, isn't it? You know, you, you would think that uh, folks would be patient with him, Brian. Second career start. It, it was only his second Career start. <laughs> I mean, we'll get there. We're going to get there, I promise. Uh, but, uh, I mean, th these guys have gotten better. A lot of them didn't have a spring. Well, nobody had a spring. A lot of them didn't have summer fall camp because of COVID-19 issues. And look at this. You, you keep working at it, repetition, you get better. But overall... Uh, I could keep going, but I know you got things that are true, and we're going to hit hey, a lot of what I would say. Say what you got to say. In it. The bottom line is you had guys that wanted to play. I think that Mike Leach, over the course of the last month, month and a half, look, he's the head coach. He deserves some criticism. This is not Joel sitting here trying to put Mike Leach up on a pedestal. But I think you had a lot of folks that wanted to be hot takey four or five games, over the last four or five games, and just make a declaration that it ain't going to work. And you can't, after 60 minutes of football in Georgia, make the declaration that it is going to work. But I think you saw, with a bunch of young dogs on the field in Georgia, that given time, given the ability to grow up, and given pure old pride in guys that want to play this way with this coach, you saw a football team that can win a lot of football games in the future. And so, call what you want. Pride. Uh, 
you know, use the word of your choice, I guess. But to me, it boils down to Mike Leach now has the guys that want to go to war with Mississippi State. And I hate using that terminology, go to war. Yeah. We talk about veterans, you know. But yeah. he's got the guys that want to play for him. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. So, yeah, but, you, but you're right on the money that nobody who wasn't bought into Mike Leach would have made that trip. They would have just said, I can opt out. This is not worth going. So if you went, you went because you wanted to. And so you got to see one of the most impressive performances by a Mississippi State football team in recent memory. And that, there's a lot of great wins in there. But that game, if, if ever a game made you proud to be a Mississippi State fan, that should be the one. Because if they even if they had lost big, you still would have been proud because they, 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 they put it on the line for you. But to go out there and play a good team the way that they did, uh, it really does say something. And I, I agree with you 100%. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it, look, everybody knows where we stand on this show. I'm a, I guess, two-time alum of Mississippi State. Two-time. Two-time. And, look, just as an alum of the school, I want my school to not make a fool of itself, you know? And it ain't a... Look, would Mississippi State... Would it have felt better for everybody had Mississippi State won the game? Yeah. You know, I, there were some... Uh, I got a couple, three or four different tweets from different folks that talked about, you know, no moral victories, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, look, I kind of get that. I, I, I know where you're coming from. But if you couldn't watch that game and not kind of, whether fan, alum, whatever, and kind of puff your chest out a little bit and say, man, those those guys... That was something special. Yeah. I, I don't know that you've ever been able to say that after a Mississippi State loss. So, but man, it really was. It, it was. It was pretty just special how those guys kind of. I mean, body language, everything. You could just tell that those guys wanted to be there. Yeah, I agree. And that's something that I hadn't necessarily seen every game this year. I agree with you, hundred percent. All right, let's move on into them. Brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. There's still time to get that Thanksgiving order in. Uh, if you're looking to put something, some beef on the table this Thanksgiving, a whole tenderloin, maybe a whole prime rib, you just got to give them a call today and put that order in. And of course, you know, next weekend, obviously the egg, or this weekend the egg bowl. But Mississippi State football will be back after that. Hey, if you're having watch parties around the place, you need to call Welcome Home Beef and let them do the, uh, let them provide the goodness. Whether it's one of their to-go meals, whether you just hit up the food truck for some burgers ahead of time, or whether you want to put a great steak on the grill, a great roast in the in the crock pot or anything else, they've got you taken care of. Call them today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. And I promise you one thing, this Thanksgiving, it just tastes good. Jolty, it is time for the things that are true. There are 13 of them today. I should have let you guess. I was going to say 11. 11 was your guess. Well, you would you would have been low. Because usually when 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 Mississippi State wins a game, uh-huh. your total is a slightly smaller, and so it kind of felt like a win. So I was yeah. kind of going with the well, slightly a couple lower. other things in there today. So I'll tell you what, if it was just about this past game, it would have only been nine. But we got some other things to some big picture. We got some other stuff to talk. No, that's necessarily that either. Just okay. some things that need to be said for this week. But we'll get to that. Oh. So number one. 
that football game was basically every Hollywood cliche come true. The gritty underdog, hopelessly outmanned. The only thing that didn't happen was the happy ending, where they find a way to win the game. It's kind of like Little Big League. There was something to that, yeah. <laughs> where they just, they just didn't just have enough short. To, to come across with the win there. Um, like, or, uh, I guess in any given Sunday, they win the, the last game that you see, but they don't win the last game. You know, they sort of do that in, in the exposition there at the end. But, yeah. but regardless, I mean, we sat here on Friday. There's a little something that we should tell you. When we made our predictions on the Friday podcast, we recorded that mid-afternoon on Thursday. So we didn't know that 49 players were going. We knew it was going to be in the 50s at that time. And I'll go ahead and tell you, if, if I had known that number, I, I think I said 38-7, I would have added another two touchdowns for Georgia. I just would have. Just figured that the lack of depth would have killed Mississippi State and that the offense would not have been able to do anything. And it just, you know, it would have been that way. So everybody who said this, this game was going to be bad, you, know, you had every right to do it. But those guys weren't listening to us, and kudos to them. Uh, they, they put on as, as impressive a performance as you'll ever see from a team that had, they had no business being in the game. And then not only did they have, not only were they in the game, they had a chance to win. I honestly, I, I, as I was watching it, I thought on the last play that if, Roger, if they converted that, that play, they were going to win because they were going to cross midfield and something was going to happen. I, I, just, I felt that. And then, of course, they get sacked, and I was like, all right, well. Can we get out of the way? If you score there, you go for two, right? I would have gone for two. Yeah, me too. And it just been like, you know, let's just go down in a blaze of glory. It was incredible. It was really something to watch. Every every play Mississippi State made I, just left me scratching my head, like, how, how are they doing this? And here's what should excite everybody that watched it. This was not some ugly turnover fest no. that State was looking to be. It was a pretty clean game. State was punching with Georgia. Yeah. The 49 scholarship guys and the rock-ons, and I think I think 43 guys actually got in the game. Those guys were punching with Georgia, right there with them. Yeah. The offense was was trading keeping, haymakers. Tra- yeah, uh, was keeping you in the game. I mean, it really, for a long stretch of the game, there I felt State's offensive line was better. You know, was like better than Georgia's defensive line. Like State was winning that battle. Yeah. Uh, I, I felt you could have said that the same way in reverse. State's defensive line was winning against Georgia's offense. I, I really felt like, and look, they are so strapped for numbers. I get it. The only area of weakness for State was secondary. And yeah. you, you want you may continue to talk about this as we go ahead. But yeah. but what I'm saying, State punched with Georgia, basically bell to bell. Yeah. And it was something. Yeah. And they just were not on this it night was, the better team. But man, it was close. You know, I left a, a movie out, but the ultimate underdog one is Rocky. Yeah. That's what that was. At the end of Rocky, he loses. He did, he loses. But he didn't leave anything on the in, in the ring. Yeah. And Mississippi State didn't leave anything on the field. Number two, I know everybody's ready for this one. They're excited. Will Rogers was very impressive. Uh, I think I texted you yeah. after the, uh, the the throw that got overturned. Where mm-hmm. they, they said he was out of bounds and they caught him inbounds. Yeah. That was a heck of a throw. The throw to Wally is an incredible throw. Yeah, Fantastic. Poised. Didn't turn the ball over. Looked good. That guy is an SEC. The guy I saw Saturday is an SEC quarterback. He can play quarterback in the SEC. And he got helped out a ton by the fact that I think he trusted the guys in front of him to block for him. Well, we're getting to that. Okay. But you're right, man. Well, that considered, I, I just, I felt all along, as I've tried to express mm-hmm. on the show, 
Not that I know that Will Rogers is going to be a star. I don't know that. I, I don't know what he's going to end up being. But this was his second career start. Now, I get that. And you got what I was saying, though. I, like, I did. I just want to see, what, even if it was an incompletion, a throw that's like, wow, that's a good throw. You know, I, I hadn't seen that yet, I but what, I saw plenty of it yeah, Saturday. I got what you were saying, and I guess my feelings the entire time was just, given the, the circumstances he was operating under, I don't even know if for much of the last three or four games, if it was fair to expect to see anything out of it. No, you might be right. You uh, might be right, but... And with everything... But he, he, he delivered in spades on Saturday. He did, night. no doubt about it. Really, really good stuff. I mean, a lot of good throws. Off the top of my head, the, the, the throw that I think it's to Peyton, they, they called inbounds. The touchdown to, uh, to Wally. Wally and the, the, back shoulder, the back shoulder throw to Osiris. Yep. Which, after, I mean, that was one of the key sequences for me was you had it second and 11, I think. You throw to Wally. It hits him in the hands. He's going to walk into the end zone, and he drops it. I mean, how many times do you think, okay, well, they've squandered this. They just come right back and throw it again and get the first down. So, really, really impressed with Will Rogers. He looked really sharp Saturday night. We'll see if he can make it two in a row. That's the thing. When playing, who they're playing next week, he should have another good game because yeah. that's a bad defense. And, and here's – Georgia played a lot of that rush three, drop eight. They that, did. And State moved the ball against rush three, drop they eight did. against a team it with felt like, more talented guys running. It felt like State made a, like an adjustment – they, I think they, they may have made their routes a little shorter because they were they were open in front underneath. of well they were open in front. So many times it felt like they were in the middle of the the front guys and the and the, and the deep guys. Yeah. This time it felt like they were in front and it was they'll take four or five yards as they could get it. So very impressive. Yeah. State gets five yards to play every play. They're gonna win. Amen. It'll be fine. Number three, uh, nobody did more in the off week than Mason Miller. Yeah. That's the best that offensive line has played all year. I mean the last play aside. Where I mean, at that point, what did they have left to give? And they're still injured, you know. Cam Jones, who I thought was really good, really good at right tackle, but I mean, you, you still don't have you, you, the guys you, you would expect to start out there. And they just they just wore down a really good Georgia defensive line and were able to protect Rodgers pretty much all night. Uh, and that's that's that is exciting. That's if you if you want to take one, the most positive thing away, that's it. Because yeah. if the offensive line works, everything else can work around it. Amen. And that's second, a football. Second amen of the day. It's Sunday, you know. I know. Uh, the run, the Dylan Johnson touchdown run. Yeah. Well, I guess he had two of them, but the one where they pushed him. Yeah, in, the one though. where yeah that that uh, and then there was the one where Charles Cross just kind of road grades two or three guys in front. Of, everything about that was impressive from that state offensive line. All the crap that. We have piled upon them from the last month was pretty much deserved, but they deserve an equal amount of praise for what they did on Saturday night. No Absolutely. Really, really impressive uh, game for Mississippi State's offensive line. And, that, and that's got to make you feel good because the the opponent coming up. Yeah, we're good. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead every, of myself. Every time you, you make a point, it's I've got it written down. You just got to look. You got to look at. The, I just need to shut up when things are true. You got to look like the things are true like a book, right? Everything leads to something else, all right? <laughs> we'll get to the final chapter eventually. Uh, number four, it it really is exciting to see how many true freshmen are contributing. I mean, on offense, your leaders are Rogers, Marks, Johnson, Wally. You're starting to see Tulu Griffin come out there, and he's got a little explosiveness to him. Charles Cross is a good left tackle. He's going to continue to get better. And then, I mean, defensively, you don't have as many of those guys, but the offensive nucleus of this team is young. And then you talk about next year, 
whether Rodgers or Robertson's the quarterback, whatever. But adding Teddy Knox, adding Jacoby Moore, we'll see if Malik Neighbors stays true. It looks like that might be the case because he hasn't he hasn't moved yet. Uh, we'll see what happens with Burke Halter. But I think here's the the interesting thing, and you know this right in recruiting. So many years with Mullen, they'd miss out on a guy he'd flip late, and then it was just like, well, who's this kid who has an offer from Millsaps? That's who we'll have to go yeah. get. State's throwing out offers to and getting guys to decommit from South Carolina and places like that. So it looks like the staff really does have some plan Bs in place, which is a great thing. The young talent on this team is exciting. And give credit to Joe Moorhead for a lot of them. He he got those guys in the boat. But they are much better served in this style of offense than than, than what they would have been doing with Joe Moorhead, I think. Yeah, and and the key Mike Leach has always said to this offense is to continually do it over and over yeah. and over and over and You're over again. You're getting to that point where you've done that. You are. And, and I uh, hope they're going to get a spring yeah. of football. Um, maybe they get, you know, maybe they went out and get bowl practice. I don't know what they end up doing. But point being, the more repetitions these guys get, the more they're going to get better. I mean, I think that's some of what you saw on Saturday night. So. Yeah, man, I just think you are at the ground floor right now of, of what Leach could. Again, I'm not proclaiming this he's going This is the foundation to. part. Yes. This is where you're laying foundation. Yes, and and I know this is not a knock on Joe. You know, he came and talked about laying the foundation when his foundation was was there. Yeah. Uh, that first year. Yeah. Leach did not have a foundation his first year. Really. No, not much of one. No, I mean, it had some pieces, but... And then some of the pieces that you thought were made could have been a foundation, a Garrett trade or whatever, mm-hmm. he kind of said, no, that's that's not my foundation. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> I mean, you can disagree, but that's what he, the way he saw it. Yeah. Number five, if you play man-to-man against Mississippi State, you are stupid. The touchdown to Wally, Georgia decided to get cute, play man-to-man, burned. Yep. State will burn you in man-to-man. There, there is no... No defense should ever play man-to-man against Mississippi State. They will find scores in that in that every time. You can't do it. You cannot do it. Just a little quick one there, but, I mean, you just can't do it. I'd love to call Bo Pelini and ask him what he thinks about running man-to-man against Mississippi State. It's the only State. way to go. <laughs> so, uh, number six, Joel, I'm telling you right now that if God himself came into this office on Friday and told us that Mississippi State was going to outrush Georgia – I would have converted to Buddhism because there's no way I would have believed it. <clears throat> what a defensive game plan from from Zach Arnett. It didn't work because JT Daniels showed you why he was the nation's top-rated high school quarterback and so highly sought after. Really good player. But the game plan was solid. The thinking was, we're not going to let them run the football. I have never seen Georgia. Georgia! Tailback you, Herschel Walker and Rodney Hampton and 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 uh, Garrison Hurst, and then in recent times with with uh, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb and Sony, Sony Michelle. Michelle and DeAndre Swift and Todd Gurley. That's tailback you in the SEC. Nobody's got a better tradition of running backs than Georgia. Eight yards rushing, wasn't that right? Something like that. Something like that. That's an incredible statistic. It reminds me a lot, and it, the results were the same too, of Mullins. Uh, 13 season when they went to play Texas A&M and Manziel threw for like 450 yards and on Monday they asked you know what could you have done and he, and he just said well the, the game plan was to, to limit him in the running game 
which they did. He only had like 30 yards rushing. But unfortunately, sometimes great players make plays. And I mean, Georgia's better at every position on offense than Mississippi State and better at every position on defense pretty much. I mean, there, there might be a couple, you know, that are close. But Daniels was, you know, basically Arnett took sort of what, not that he's listening, but we talked about how, hey, he could still be rusty. He hasn't started in a long time. You know, get after him, make him win. That's what they did. That was the perfect game plan. It just it just didn't work. Yeah. Because Sometimes, he ended up being pretty good. Because he and, ended up being really, really good. And you had a secondary. Well, how mad are Georgia fans today? they got to be seething that this guy could have been starting the whole year. Yep. And another thing, too, about State shutting down the run game, that's with no Pickering. That's with no Jordan Davis. Yeah. That's with no uh, – who else was Wheat. Wheat was out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those guys aren't even playing. No Marcus Murphy. No Marcus Murphy, and you did that. No Fred Peters. I mean, and those are two guys – Murphy and Peters would have made a difference. Yeah. Because, you know, in the secondary, you needed some help back there. But just a, a really good game plan and well executed by the players. Uh, number seven. Obviously, a win is what you wanted the most on Saturday. But what you what you got was what you really wanted, as a mis- at least as the fan. Because you got hope for the rest of the season. Now you're looking at these last three games. And you're thinking, they can beat Ole Miss. They can beat Missouri. And Auburn is not unbeatable. You can win these games. If you play like you played on Saturday against those three teams. All three are winnable. All three are winnable. you got a great chance to win a couple of them, I would say. So that was the main takeaway was you didn't walk off the field or you didn't leave the stadium or you didn't turn off television thinking, God, Ole Miss is going to beat us by four touchdowns. Right now, even though that State came out as a 12-point underdog today, you can make a great case that State's going to win that football game. Because Ole Miss is so bad defensively, and State showed life. Yeah. Now the the concern, and I guess we'll talk about it in just a second, is you know State's pass defense. Yep. But she, but I, but I would trust Zach Arnett to yeah. say, okay, we're gonna make Jerion Ely beat us. We're gonna make them run the football. I, I trust Zach Arnett to come up with the game plan. So yeah, you got the main thing you needed from this game: hope. State needed hope. They got it. They did, and. There may be some listeners that completely disagree. I don't know, but there was a point in that game on Saturday where the players on the field, I get it, want to win the game. But there was a point in that game on Saturday where it was almost like winning would just be icing on the cake. Yes. I mean, there's a point where, like, all that's left is to get the win now. Yeah. you, You could not, you literally could not have asked for anything to go better other than winning eight more points. Yeah. No, you're right. You are correct. Number uh, eight. I hate to play ups and butts, but if Stetson Bennett starts that game, we are talking about one, an upset today. There's no question. JT Daniels was fantastic in that game. Really good. Really good. I bet Georgia wishes they could get another crack at Florida right now. That's not going to happen. Georgia is pulling for their last, for somehow, for Tennessee and Kentucky to beat Florida. I don't think that's going to happen, but regardless. Um, but he was really, really good. But, yeah, all I was watching the game, I was just like, why did they change quarterbacks this week? C- couldn't it have been next week? You know, I feel like they did all this. They wore the black jerseys too, which they never went in because it was Mississippi State. You know, State for a couple of years, like they would break out the black jerseys against Alabama and LSU. Yeah. And I would always scream and be like, "Put them on against somebody terrible!" And they finally wore them against Louisiana Tech, and that game went into overtime. Yep. And I was just like, "These black jerseys are cursed." Georgia, uh, who could forget the uh, the funeral game? And all that, but yeah. So, oh yeah, but uh, J. 
Jake Daniels, I was really impressed by him and, the, and that Georgia receiving core. I mean, they, 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 got, they got guys there. That is, that is what five-star top five recruiting looks like. When you have – I mean, what could State do with one of those guys? What could State do with Burton or, or Pickens, right? Yep. Be by far and away the best player on the team. But if I ask you who's the best Georgia receiver, you got to think about it because they got three or four of those guys. So somebody on uh, on Gene's page was saying that you know, Kirby and, and Leach have had like a long talk, and they said Leach is trying to talk him and give him a couple players for this weekend. <laughs> like you just need two. Give me Burton and Richard LeCount, and I'm good. Give me a, a receiver and a safety. We're done. All right. Uh, number nine, as you sort of alluded to, in what's causing all that. The culture problem should be a thing of the past at this point. I don't think we're going to see any more guys. Now, look, there may still see some players leave, but that's going to be because of playing time. All right? Somebody like Jaquarius Spivey leaves. I mean, I understand, right? Yeah. Somebody like Brad Cumbus says, I want to play football or baseball exclusively. I get it, right? Some of these guys are just not good fits, and they're going to move on. Some of the, some of the other the wide receivers, if you're a wide receiver on this roster and you're not contributing yet, you're probably going to move on because it's obviously not for you. So there'll be a few more guys go. There's no question about that in my mind. But it won't be a culture thing is why they're going. It won't be because they don't like Mike Leach or because they don't feel you know wanted. It's just going to be a playing time thing, which is fine. You know we shouldn't we should not have. I mean opt outs. If you were going to opt out, why would you not do it before? You know if somebody else now if somebody gets sick between now and then, I understand that. But opting out for opting out sake or, or just anything like that, I don't think we're going to have any more of that. So. If if state if we look back in two years and state is winning eight nine games, I think we can point to today, and our Saturday and say that's where it took off when he had a team full of guys who were willing to buy into him, and then next year when your freshmen come in, they come into a good situation where everybody respects the coach and everybody respects the rules, and you're willing to move forward. Now, that's how you win. You have to have everybody sort of. I hate to use a Matt Luke uh, quote of all things, but the, you know, everybody's got to be pulling the rope in the same direction. Yeah. And that's what I think you've got now at Mississippi State. You did not have that early in the season. No. No, and, you know, I, I don't think that you had it when Joe Morgan was the head coach either. No, I don't. I, I don't know that it has been a, a a team all pushing the same direction for a little while now. But, man, it sure looked like it on Saturday. And, and I know that we were beating a dead horse at this point, but... It sure looked like a bunch of guys that wanted to be there and wear, wear maroon and white and play for Mike Leach. And... I agree. Uh, where are we here? Number 10. you got to play the Egg Bowl, right? Yeah. I don't see how there, – there are some there's some good time conspiracy theory happening on message boards about how basically MSU made a deal to we'll play this weekend and then we're going to play the Egg Bowl on the 19th. But, I mean, how, how are you going to how are you going to justify that? If you played with 49, the only way you can do it is if some position groups go down. And the only position groups that matter, by the way, are quarterback, offensive line, defensive line. You can be missing DBs or linebackers and, and still have to play. They only care about the lines and then the QB. As long as Rodgers is healthy, I, I, I don't see this game not getting played. Could be wrong. Been wrong before. But right now, I think on Saturday, Joel and I will be in Oxford uh, for, for the Egg Bowl. Yeah, I think you have to... Of course, I mean, we obviously talked to Mike Leach on Monday. We'll, we'll start to, to learn more about the, the situation and where things stand. But, yeah, you, you take 49 on the road to Athens, I'm going to say you're going to take what you got to, to Oxford. And you and, should get a, maybe get a couple guys back. You don't know. And I'll I tell think, you what, after the way State looked, some of the ones claiming, oh, conspiracy theory, State don't want to play, State don't want to play. Some of them may be hoping now that State 
don't play. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not saying could State's be a fun the... night on Twitter Saturday night if things like that happen. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say that State's going to win the game. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, tough to say say that given State's possible secondary struggles and you know being on the road. We'll see, but I don't know. It it was a mindset changing Saturday night as pertains to this week's game for sure. Yeah, I agree. Uh, number 11. It's going to be tough with that secondary. Now, that's what I was talking about earlier. You, you're going to have to trust Zach Arnett in the game plan here because, goodness, what what Daniels and that group were able to do, I, you know, Ole Miss would be able to take advantage of. So I expect a different. I expect a completely different game plan for Mississippi State defensively next Saturday. Maybe it helps State that they got burned so much in the past game mm-hmm. on Saturday night. Because maybe that gives Zach Arnett a little film to show his guys. Yeah, it's like, like this is what we got to do. What you did wrong. Uh, yeah. You're going to see that a lot this Saturday. Yeah, there's going to uh, be a lot of those deep balls and, and things like that. But you know, what did I say? You remember what I said before the, the game? I said that I thought the scheme was the reason State has been successful defensively. I still believe that, and so I still be, I believe Zach Arnett will come up with the right scheme to slow down Ole Miss. Uh, I agree with that. Number twelve. As as I have I've been negative, you know. But I have been saying that I think this will turn around and Mike Leach is a winner and all that. If nothing else, we've been consistent with that on right. the show. If I had to go to court, Saturday would be Exhibit A. That's my first piece of evidence. All right. Once he's got the team bought into what he wants to do, he can get them going in the right direction. He's got that now. There's no reason to think he doesn't have it. So I we talked about improvement a lot. You know, what do we we did a podcast last week about what do you want to see? You want to see improvement? You saw improvement Saturday night. They played better offensively, and not just marginal improvement. No, it was it was noticeable. It was leaps and bounds. They were much across better across the board. Much different position better. groups. Outrushed three times as many rushing yards as Georgia. Incredible. <laughs> that really is the the wildest stat of them all. Uh, imagine imagine me telling you in two thousand and uh, I don't know fourteen fifteen right Mississippi State and Georgia are going to play in twenty twenty. For a combined 31 yards rushing. I mean, could your brain even handle that? You might have had a stroke. Like, what does that even mean? How is that even possible? That's one of the biggest rushing teams in the conference. <laughs> I think that's what they did. That's what they did. Pretty cool. So, yeah, I I believe that Mike Leach is going to get the program going in the right direction. He's going to win here. He's going to do it with his way. And I think Saturday night was a great piece of evidence to, to back me up on that. We'll see. Number 13, get your mind right. You know what week it is. And when I say everybody's going to be pulling in the same direction, it goes to all of us. From, from, the, from, the, from the newborns up, this is the week. It will literally crush Ole Miss to lose this game. They have all season long been talking about you know, go back to the Alabama game, right? You know, if you you play a team really close, as good as Alabama, it means you're improving. Well, well, guess what? You still want to buy into that theory? People are saying that I hear. Um, yeah, this 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 team, if they win this game, you talk about a balloon popping up in Oxford, it'll be incredible. And then you've won three straight, and they're coming here next year. Yeah. You got an opportunity. 
He had an opportunity to, to really. That is, this is one of the biggest egg bowls. It's hard to believe a, a team between a game between a three and four and a two and five team. It's one of the biggest egg bowls in recent memory. But the balance of power in this state is on, is on the line. <laughs> I mean, it, it really feels like it. if state wins, it's going to be like my God. Even with their worst team in a decade, they still won. If Ole Miss wins, it's all right. Now they're back on top, and state's going to drop back a little bit. All right. Perception is reality. A lot of perception involved Saturday's game. I think State can win. I don't know what I'm going to predict yet. I've never, I've never predicted Ole Miss to win, mainly because the thought of it sickens me. Well, I think you have made the declaration that you will never predict it. I, I have, but and, and on this podcast, I may stick to that. I, on the sports talk, I have to, you know, I feel like I have to be honest. Right today, I have no idea which way I want to go. I really wish I could have seen Ole Miss play Texas A&M and just see that defense give up 550 yards one more time. I may need to rewatch the South Carolina game. I don't know. I'll say this: if you'd have made me pick this game when we picked the Georgia game last week, like I, I would have said Ole Miss week, by like three touchdowns. I would have said Ole Miss by. I was going to say like 17. Yeah. So big one. We're, we're in the same ballpark yeah. there. Three scores basically. Yeah. Uh, and now, I about feel like you flip a coin. Ole Miss is a big favorite, 12 and a half points, but I don't know. I don't, I don't see that. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. The Egg Bowl is obviously very important, but so is this. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Coffee is for Closers is brought to you by our good friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. This holiday season, if you've got a coffee lover in your life that doesn't live here in Starkville, well, you need to hook them up with some Strange Brew Coffee. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. I'll take you to their My Shopify page, and you can order it right to your very door. And if you do live in Starkville, you got a student coming back, why not a gift card? That way, every morning, instead of, you know, their hard-earned money, spend your hard-earned money. Spend the parents' hard-earned money. That's what it's earned for. So get them a gift card. you got all sorts of options. And, of course, if you're just here in Starkville, you know where to do. You know where to go. Strange Brew Coffee House. One person is not going to get Strange Brew Coffee this week here in Starkville, though. Actually, two people. You and me. <laughs> Amen. No coffee for we us. That. No coffee for us. Somebody mentioned that. I think it was uh, one of our listeners, Thomas Fowler, said, no coffee for you two. You're right. I'm not going to nitpick anybody from Mississippi State. But you and I, we blew it. We didn't believe... And, and that's, that's what happened. So, Joel, I've already called Strange Brew. They've put your picture up. They don't want to see you this week. You can come back next Monday. <laughs> that's unfortunate because yeah. I was really looking forward to going this, this afternoon. Well, I don't know. You might I, Fake mustache, maybe? Yeah, that's good. You know? Like Bobby Valentine at New York. Yes, yeah. yeah. Send your yeah. wife in. <laughs> send, send Cal T in. He's not telling him. Can I have albino squirrel? <laughs> Aren't you? You look like Joel Coleman. Get out of here, Cal. <laughs> they know Cal up there. Just, just like put send the baby in with a note tape to her. <laughs> All right, so me and Joel, no coffee for us. We'll live with it. Uh, I guess no ice cream for me. I can live. I, I, that's probably a good thing. In the SEC, my God, Kentucky, get a roll of stamps and mail it in next time. I, and I don't want to hear any crap about well they were missing a lot of players. Nobody gets that excuse with us anymore. No chance to go over to Alabama and lose by sixty points when the spread is thirty. And they double it up on you? That's bad, okay? That's bad. My God. I understand you're missing some players, but geez, Louise, they lost by 60 points. 
It's unbelievable. State only lost by 41. And <coughs> they can't even move the ball. This year, it's funny. This year, uh, they have a quarterback in Kentucky who cannot throw the football. The problem is he can't run it very well either. So, if I'm Kentucky right now, I'm just like, we need to go to the Veer. Let's just recruit athletes. Something. That was embarrassing. Kentucky is like, what a weird team. They've had some moments where you're like, well, they look pretty good. And they have had some moments where you're like, they look awful. Well, Saturday was certainly one of those. Yeah, it was about as bad as it gets. So, no, no bourbon in the coffee. Straight bourbon up there in bluegrass land uh, this week. Brett Lifeson might need some bourbon, old-fashioned something. Yeah, well, he, he can he, have it. He's, yeah, he, he, he needs something after after watching that and have to sit There sit were some unspeakable that. things, yes. for sure. And last but not least, I, you know, I, 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 could be, I could just hammer Michigan and Penn State again, but let's change it up a little, for the sake of it. Oklahoma State. You know, I love the traditions in college football, you know? Love them. Love the uh, the pageantry. One of my favorite traditions is Oklahoma State getting its teeth kicked in every year by Oklahoma. Can you imagine if a, a coach staying at Mississippi State as long as Mike Gundy's been at Oklahoma State, losing Ole Miss every year, basically? He's been done, I think, twice in 15 years or something like that. That's insanity. Every year. And the, the past, like, few years... They've been close in the rankings. They were a highly they were higher ranked this year, and they still lose by four touchdowns. You know, at some point, like Oklahoma State, can't you do a little better? This guy has never put you in the playoff. He's never put you in a position to win a national title. He had like one good year, and they finished fifth. And he just gets his, he gets gets punched down every year by Oklahoma. It's incredible. This isn't even a really good Oklahoma team, and they beat them like they stole something from them. It's miserable. So Mike Gundy, turn on OAN, but don't brew any coffee to do it. You get no coffee at Oklahoma State this week. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. It is Egg Bowl week here it on is. Thunder and Lightning. So you know we'll have plenty of content. Uh, I'll get Ben Garrett on. I don't know why, but I will. Probably a couple other interviews as well. I'm going to reach out to some former players. See if we can't get some uh, some 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 fun egg bowl stories, if nothing else. Uh, what we'll do this week, you know, with Thanksgiving, we will have a Thanksgiving Day podcast, and then we'll have a Friday pod. Or, or I guess it'll be Black Friday podcast. Make sure that's up early in the morning for you people getting in line at, at Walmart or, or Academy Sports or wherever it is that you uh, that you're headed off to. Uh, and then yeah, Joel and I will be. I, I plan to be in Oxford on Saturday. So. Uh, if you're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi, I will be in Oxford today on, on Monday. Uh, we are having a remote there at Visit Oxford, and so we will have our normal Monday podcast. Should be a lot of fun, a lot to talk about uh, on a, a, a Monday as we get into the Egg Bowl. So uh, three o'clock on Super Talk Mississippi, you know where to go. Guys, have a great rest of the uh, Monday, and Joel and I'll be back with you on Tuesday for Joel T. Coleman. Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.